Welcome to episode number 18. I'm your host, Rapali Monga, and thank you so much for tuning in today and, as always, taking time out of your very busy day to be here with me and listen to this episode. So thank you so much for that. And today we're going to be talking about what to do after you start a business and you're not seeing the traction you want. Oh my gosh, I have a lot to say about this, but I won't make it too long. I'll try to keep it short and sweet, but I definitely want to share some really important things that I believe would be very valuable to you if you are at this stage in your business where you've started or maybe you're you haven't even started yet and you're about to start and you want to just get some insights and valuable uh, tips that can be super helpful for you as you kick off your business. So if you're in the early stages of your business and you're not seeing the traction that, that you want, definitely listen to this episode. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Well, hello, hello, hello. So I'm here sitting in my bedroom. My son, I just put my son down to sleep and I'm here recording this podcast super tired but i love you all so i wanted to make sure i stick to my promise of releasing one episode a week so this is it for this week and it's a very important topic as all of my episodes are but this one i have so much to say and i elaborate so much more on what i'm going to be sharing with you today in my book that I'm going to be releasing very soon. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, okay, but I want more detail. I don't want to make this episode too long. So I'm not going to get into all the details, but you will get all of that in my upcoming book. So stay tuned for that. But for now, let's go ahead and talk about what to do after you start a business and you're not seeing the traction you want. So before I share what to do, I kind of want to share a little bit of my story and why I have so much to say because, you know, when I first got started in business a couple years ago, almost three years now, it was kind of like a shit show. Um, And the interesting irony, I guess, about it is that before I even started my business, I was managing a multi-million dollar uh, product portfolio at a Fortune 10 company and I helped grow that business, but I learned a very important lesson. And it is this, helping another company grow their business is very different than starting and growing your own business from scratch. It is a completely different ballgame and it's been a huge, huge learning lesson for me. And honestly, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. So let me share a little bit about kind of when I first got started, what happened because I wasn't seeing the traction that I wanted and there's some things that I learned along the way and that I want to share with you because I learned that there's only a handful of things really that you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner need to really stay focused on and everything else is just fluff or it's just a waste of time or it's just a distraction. So when I first got started, A couple of years ago, my very first business was actually a fashion tech company, and I had launched that on the side of my full-time job, and that's a whole other story, which I'll get into in another day. But the business that I actually started full-time after I had left my job was kind of like a hybrid model. So I was coaching and consulting 
on digital marketing because that's my whole background. And as a part of that, I was also partnering up with a really big company at that time who were offering really valuable digital marketing conferences and courses and other things like that. So it was kind of like a hybrid model. Whereas I was offering my own services and also partnering with this company who was offering additional services that weren't part of my packages. So that's a little bit about the business that I got started with after I left corporate America. And, you know, truth be told, it took me about six to seven months to really start seeing the traction that I wanted. I think it was June or July. I don't remember the exact month when I had my first $15,000 sale. And I think before that, it was just literally a few hundred bucks here and there. It was nothing big, although I am appreciative of those smaller sales because you know what? Every single sale matters, even if it's a dollar, right? The first sale is the most important, but it did take me a couple months to really start seeing the traction. And then after I got that 15K sale, a few months, two months, no, three months later, I think it was September, I got a $30,000 sale. And then, you know, it just started growing from there. And then within the first, you know, year, I hit over six figures in my business. But the thing is that It took several months, almost half the year, for me to start even seeing any type of traction. And the real problem was that I was overwhelmed with all the different options, right? I was getting stuck in the weeds of things to the point where I remember spending $3,000 on a website that I never even used. I would say that's probably my biggest mistake in business so far, spending three grand on a website that I never used. I still feel that pain in my heart when I think about those three grand. But anyway, so, you know, spending three grand on that website, not doing things long enough. So I would start marketing my business, my services on one uh, marketing channel online, such as Instagram. And then I would move on to something else, YouTube. Then I would move on to media buying and all sorts of other online marketing things you could do, right? Right. And, and I think that's also, it's a blessing and a curse having a lot of knowledge in one area because I have so much knowledge in this world, I couldn't focus, right? I was so overwhelmed. So the lack of information wasn't the problem for me. And to be quite honest, I don't think it's a problem for a lot of people because in today's digital world, we have so much knowledge at our fingertips, right? But the question is, what do we focus on? Right. And that was my biggest problem. So I want to share with you through that experience and through my experience since then, a few years later now, what are the key areas that you should focus on once you start a business? And especially if you're not seeing the traction you want. Right. So the first thing is stop rushing into things. And, you know, there's a very popular saying that you may have heard. And it is this, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. See, we are wired as humans. We are wired to want instant gratification, right? I mean, think about it for yourself. When you start something new, when you buy something new, you want that thing to like work right away. That's just in our human nature. So it's not your fault if you do this, but the real power is catching yourself and hitting the brakes when you see it happening. And that was one of the things that I did in my early days of business was that I was just like always rushing. I wanted results so fast that I was overlooking the strategic side of things. I was overlooking the fact that I actually had to like create a plan and work that plan to get the results that I wanted. And see, 
what's interesting about that is that planning is actually part of my personality. Even when I was working in corporate America, that was something that I was good at, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I was able to help this company grow because creating a plan, sticking to it and having a strategy behind things was, was the way I always operated. But for some strange reason, like that all went out the window when I started my first business and I had to really hit the brakes mid-year through when I wasn't seeing the traction and think like, okay, what am I doing wrong here, right? And that's when I hit the brakes and created a plan and really started sticking to that plan on what I needed to do next to to actually start seeing the traction. I'm going to share what that plan for me consisted of and what personally I think should be for everyone in business irrespective of what industry niche or market you're in these are like the bare basics of what you should really be focusing on when you start your business and if you're not seeing the traction that you want you know taking a step back and assessing whether you've kind of you know mapped these things out in your business right and one of the things that I want to mention here because I think it's so crucial to us and the way we operate in business is Taking your personality into factor. I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, and I really wish this was a bigger part of the conversation in the business world, but I really do think that our personalities play a really big role in how we operate in business, right? So for some personalities, planning is easier than others. Like, so I'm a huge advocate for Meyer-Briggs. You may or may not have heard of it. If you haven't, you should really check them out. Uh, the website is www.16personalities.com. I'm not an affiliate or linked to them in any way. I just love what they stand for and the insights they provide to us to help us become better people, to help us grow and help us become the best version of ourselves. Sorry about that noise in the background. Clearly there's some something happening outside. And so I took this test a few years ago when I was having all those issues in my business in the early days. And that's when I really started discovering a lot about my personality. So what I discovered through that test is that I'm an INTJ. Basically what that means is that I am more on the introvert side. I am a planner. I am a thinker. So I make decisions from a logical and rational standpoint and I am intuitive. So that was what my results came out as. And I remember when I first saw these results, a part of me was like sad because, you know, there's all these sayings in the entrepreneurship world, which is, you know, to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to be a risk taker. You need to fall off the cliff and catch yourself on the way down and blah, blah, blah. And when I got my results, I was like, man, am I really cut out to be an entrepreneur? And then I was like, you know what? Like, Mark Zuckerberg, Jay-Z, Elon Musk, they're all INTJs too. And hey, they're very risk averse and as we can all agree that they are pretty successful in business too, right? So don't listen to blanket statements and doubt your abilities. You are unique and you have your own natural strengths, areas of opportunity, skills, and talents. You just have to discover what that is, right? And if you aren't a planner naturally, because I have worked with some clients that planning is a very uneasy thing for them to do, then find ways to hold yourself accountable to creating a plan in your business. And I'm not saying plan your whole life because that won't feel natural to you. Be you, but also realize that in order to succeed in any business, you need to have some type of baseline strategy. Otherwise, you'll be running around like a chicken with your head cut off, right? So maybe it's getting an accountability buddy and scheduling calls with them once a week or biweekly using Trello, which is a very popular organizational tool that allows you to plan and focus 
focus, which is what this whole conversation is about right now. Or maybe it's just using a planner, right? There's lots of different ways. Just pick one. And for the rest of you that are natural planners and planning comes very easily to you, I'm sure you thrive off of it. So slowing down and planning things out is likely not an issue for you. So leverage the power of planning and getting focused before you start running in business, okay? So the question is, what do you actually focus on? Now, there's a million things to think about in business, right? But a lot of it, like I said before, is fluff and is not really going to move the needle. And I'm not saying that it's not important, but really some things are just not a priority, or there are some things that you can just outsource. So what is the priority? What do you as an entrepreneur, the CEO of your business need to focus on? So there's really five key areas, right? The first is, and if you're not seeing the traction in your business, I want you to really think about this, you know, take a step back and think about these five things that I'm going to be talking about and think about where have you skipped, right? Because sometimes we just want to take shortcuts and like get right to going out there and putting our messages out there. But in business, there's an order to things, right? There's a sequential order that you want to follow to make sure that all the effort, the time, the effort, the energy that you're putting into your business is actually going to get you the results that you want. And you're not wasting the precious time that you have in your life, right? So what are those five key areas? One is your idea. What is that thing that you're selling? Is it a service or product? And the real question for you to ask yourself here is, do people really need what I'm offering? Is it solving a problem and a pain point? right? So, so do, do your homework on this part. This is very crucial for you to answer because sometimes, you know, we as creatives and as passionate entrepreneurs, we are so passionate about the thing that, you know, we're selling that sometimes we tend to overlook, like, is this even something that's really needed in the market, right? If the economy were to collapse tomorrow, would my product or service still be needed by people? So think about that. The second is your avatar, Right. So if you know that you're selling something, you're offering something to your people that is solving a real pain point, a real problem for people. The second question is, have you taken the time to really define who needs that product that you're selling or that service that you're selling? And, you know, I'm currently teaching a digital marketing course at General Assembly, and this is the biggest issue that I see people run into with the students that I'm currently teaching and the clients that I've worked with one-on-one in the past is not having a clear idea on who your customer avatar, in other words, your target market is. So, you know, really getting clear on this. So have you done this? Have you done this for your business? If not, this is a step that you want to go back to and get clarity on. The third is your message, right? And your message, this is what makes you stand apart from everyone else. What is unique about you and your brand and your company? What makes you different from the hundreds, possibly thousands of other brands and companies or people that are offering the same thing as you? Right. So this is another question that you want to make sure you have clarity on. Have you done this part? Have you taken out some time to really get clarity on this? Right. If not, this is an area you want to focus on. The fourth is your relationship channel. Now, this one was a big issue for me when I first got started because there's a plethora of options in the online world. Right. To, to market your business. But the question is, where do your peeps hang out? right? And what do you feel most comfortable with? A lot of people say, well, focus on where your people are hanging out, 
and put your products and services out there. That is true. But I do think that when you're first getting started in business and you're you know, you're a one woman shop. It's also really important for you to get started with a marketing channel that you feel the most comfortable with. Right. And I would say, yes, breaking out of your comfort zone is important and you should. But when you're getting started, you got to keep the barriers to do stuff low with all the other pressures you have being a mom. Because if something seems too overwhelming for you and something that you just hate, you're not going to do it. And then you're going to just stop doing. Right. So we want to avoid that. So think about Yes, where do your people hang out the most and what do you feel most comfortable doing? If you absolutely hate video marketing, don't do it in the beginning. I do think that personally video marketing is the most powerful marketing and that's where I have gotten the most results. But to get started, start with something you're comfortable with. If you're more of an introvert and you don't like putting yourself out there, start with blogging. If you have no problem put yourself, putting yourself out there, great, start with video marketing, right? But what feels natural to you? Focus on that in addition to really getting clarity on where your people, where your avatar is hanging out. And the fifth is your sales process. So have you taken the time to really understand what this looks like for you? right? If you have your offer, your product, your service, you've got your avatar, you've got a message that you want to share with the world, you know, you've picked a marketing channel that you want to market your business on. Now what? What, how will you actually bring these people into, into your business, right? Into your world. And and there's so many ways to do this, but my mantra always is this, pick one And just choose that one that's right for your unique business. So if you're a coach or consultant, it's about getting on the phone with people, right? If you're selling more physical products, then you want to set up some type of shop or leverage other channels such as Amazon or eBay. What does that sales process look like for you in your business, right? So these are the five key things, the only five key things that you really need to focus on, especially in the early stages of business. Yes, you have the tech side and all the, you know, other operational things, but those are things that you can, you know, hire some freelancers, pay them a couple of bucks an hour. You can outsource those kind of things. And again, I talk about all of these things in much more depth in my book, but really I want you to start thinking about, have you done your homework, have you sat down and created a plan in these five areas? Have you taken the time to really define your idea and if it's needed, your avatar, who they are, your message, what makes you stand apart, what one marketing channel you're going to market your business on, and what does your sale process look like? If you can nail down these five key areas, I promise you that you will start seeing the traction that you want in your business. Okay. So like I said, I go into this in much more depth and lots of other cool and fun and really valuable things that I'm so excited to share with you in my upcoming book. But for now, I want you to just start thinking about those five key areas and let it start marinating in your head. Because if you haven't taken some time to just sit back and focus and not rush into things, this can give you the massive push and momentum that you need in your business to really start getting the traction that you want. So that is it for today, my lovely friends, and I'll see you on the next episode. Well, 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 I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I know I went a bit on a tangent when I started talking about personality types and 16 personalities and Meyer Briggs, but I do feel that it is so important for us entrepreneurs to know ourselves, right? So that we can better ourselves so that we can continue to grow as people, as 
as entrepreneurs and as parents. Also, in the 16 personalities, they do tell you how your personality type can impact your parenting style, which I think is pretty cool for all of us moms and parents, right? So anyway, definitely can't vouch for for that personality test any more than I already have. So definitely go check that out. And also start thinking about, you know, where are you stuck in your business? And have you overlooked any of those five things that I talked about? Have you skipped any of those steps? Because if you have, you definitely want to go back, just step back and take some time to really plan that out. And like I said, in my upcoming book, I dive into all of this in much more depth. So you'll get a lot more clarity if you're stuck in any one area and have questions around it. So definitely keep a lookout. And if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast because I release new episodes weekly and take a screenshot of this and share it with your tribe, your family, your friends, anyone that you feel would benefit from this episode or for any of my other episodes that you've uh, listened to so far. I would truly, truly appreciate that. And also leave me a review and let me know what you got out of this episode. I love feedback and I thrive off of it and it is what keeps me going. So I would really appreciate it and I'll see you on the next episode.